Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Okay, here's the plan. This year, you're going to enjoy watching Bears football more than ever because you're going to watch it on radio with me, Larrabee, and Hart, right? That's right, little fella. Remember this number and think radio. WGN Radio, 72 on your AM dial. For Bears football, WGN Radio is Chicago. Little fella? It'll be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. For those who don't know, that was a, a commercial that used to run here and on, on local TV when the late Dick Buckus was the uh, color commentator on the radio broadcast here on WGN alongside Jim Hart and Wayne Larravee uh, back in the Super Bowl days here on WGN. And uh, again, we're uh, mourning the loss of number 51 today, and we're uh, hoping that uh, the, the Bears went out and got one for Dick today. It was... Uh... It, you know, again, every win in football, you know, it's precious, and we haven't seen it in a long, long time—almost a calendar year. All that being said, so many good things tonight. You know, you know, I thought the offensive line, and later on, I will detail exactly how. Essentially, we were playing with three backups and a rookie along the offensive line, and yet. One thing that we all talked about in, in the pregame and all week long was the supposedly great off, uh, defensive line of the, the of the uh, Washington Commanders, and and they they were almost a non-factor. The offensive line did such a, a terrific job, and even late in the game, when all of our backs were hurt and blasting game had to carry the ball, our fullback, they were still able. To kind of bang it out, burn the clock, and find a way to win. But- Danny, what I think that was, I think was our offensive game plan. And, and, and looking at that, going back quickly over here to four quarters, I mean, my God, how, how many times it, it, sit, it, do we sit in, in the studio and tell, where's the play action? Where's the play action? Where's the sprint outs? I'll tell you what. First play of the game, they came with play action. They are offensively, we were finally aggressive, and defensively, we were finally aggressive. And I wrote that word down. Two things. I wrote down, throw caution to the wind, and then I wrote down right there, Dan, aggressive play, finally. And that's what we had to have. And, and you know, it's it's so rewarding to finally see, you know, the the, the, the game plan, you know, executed, in an aggressive fashion, as you said. But think about this, Andy. DJ Moore, we, there's no doubt he's the best player on this football team. And yet, the first three weeks of the season, he was MIA. Finally, last week, we started throwing the ball to our best player. He responded with his best game thus far the season. Today, he doubled down. And he that, had eight yeah. catches. What is it? Two thirty. Uh, Two hundred and thirty yards. Uh, it's it just. It was an incredible game plan execution night for the Chicago Bears. What helps that Dan in the passing game is us, like every other team in the National Football League. We finally again utilized our tight end. We utilized them over the middle, out in the left flank, out in the right flank. You loosen up the middle of the field, then you come with play action. You come with sprint outs. And you come with fly patterns and post patterns. We did everything. We did everything. And we were finally, finally, finally aggressive. Aggressive to me was the word. On both offense and defense. They had to because if they've been coming out the prior four games and what they did all last year, if they would have came out and went down to Washington and stunk it up again, I don't know what all would have happened here after that game tonight. Well, they, but and they didn't. They came out with a different game plan. Dan, it's so damn obvious. I mean, my God, I'm like watching this. It jumped what off happened the screen. With this team, did somebody 
stick an electric cord up there, you know what? <laughs> but you know what, Andy Mazur, you said something right before we came back mm-hmm. on air. You said, hey, it's almost like uh, Eberflus was coaching for his job tonight. And that's what you're intimating, OB. You're saying, you know, there was... There's no question about hey, it. Hey, everybody in town was saying, okay, we've had enough. We've seen enough of this movie. We need to move on. You know, I w- and I was saying, well, okay, who are you going to have be the interim head coach? You know, if it goes that far, well, obviously, Matt Eberflus and, by extension, Luke Getze, they got it. And they started being more aggressive. Both sides of the ball. We talked about it earlier. Absolutely, yes. Dan. Especially offensively. But why does it come to this? We wasted a month of football Playing tiddlywinks. What do I? What do I say? I I got an answer for you. What, it, what made him come to this? Fear of actually critically, maybe if they don't perform tonight, they're not here come next Sunday. Fear is probably what made him change their offense and defensive game plan, and that's exactly what they did, folks. They changed their offensive and defensive game plan, and I use the one word aggressiveness on both sides of the ball. And they utilized offensively, again, the whole field. And defensively, they went after people. They blitzed. They did line tricks. They're playing the damn game the way you're supposed to play it. And see, as happy as I am that we win, why have we had had have everything come to this point for them to understand this is what they have to do, how they have to approach the game, and how they have to call the game and execute I you know again no okay we're you know we're one and four and at the end of the day uh, you know has it happened where you could find a way to turn things around and win I know this Detroit was one and set one and six at one point last year and I you know who wants to you know be you know compared to the Detroit Lions who have never been to a Super Bowl so what all have they done. Well, they got into the playoffs last year. They've won 11 they got of the a hell last... of a coach. Well, they got a, yeah, a tough guy that it's aggressive. That's right. And, and you know what? Hey, Eberflus, he woke up, smelled the coffee, and started cranking things up. You think fear did that? And I'm serious when I say why that. Else, why else? I mean, what fear other... Ex- he's going to get drop kicked right out of this town after the fifth game. Yep. Yep. And, That's and, what I believe. And, and And why did it come to this? Why would you not, as a defensive, you know, coach, understand if you've had two sacks through four games and you're supposed to be a defensive guru and basically no takeaways either? Exactly, some meaningless ones against the you know backup quarterback in Kansas City. Blaine Gabbert, the backup quarterback, two interceptions, two takeaways doesn't even count. But it, it you know tonight Justin Fields. Built on what he was able to do last week. Last week, everybody said it was his, his coming out party, his best game as far as being an NFL quarterback, throwing the football, not running for, you know, 150 yards, throwing the ball. And tonight he was 15 of 29, 273 yards passing for a 9.7 yard per attempt average. That is, that's winning football, folks. Anything over seven and a half, eight, that's pretty good. We're at 9.7. He had a quarterback rating of 125.3. So, and by the way, I saw a stat just before, you know, we, we got out of the game. When he has thrown the ball to DJ Moore this year, OB, when he's thrown the ball, he has six touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 156.3. It's as high as you can get. What takes so long for these coaches to figure out what is right in front of them? Danny, play calling. Play calling. We did not use play action. How many games have you listeners, you've heard us? I mean, you're screaming till the cows come home. What the hell are you guys thinking about? You're getting paid uh, millions of dollars a head coach? Millions of dollars for offensive and defensive quarterback, and you don't have the brains to figure this out, how this game is played in the year 2023? you got to be kidding me. 
Forty to twenty, the Bears get a win over the Washington Commanders. We'll have our calls coming up as well. Three one two nine eight one seven two zero zero. If you want to talk to the guys here about the win here tonight, Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Illinois. Hot route, hot route. Who brought it today? Looking at which bear played tough, played hard. Fields to the end zone, reaching up. Does he make the catch again? DJ Moore, touchdown. He is having a career in one night. Capital B, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. That, of course, the great Al Michaels, courtesy of Amazon Prime. And it's DJ Moore who brought it today, sponsored by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, the card to bring through it all. Eight catches, 230 yards, and three touchdowns for D.J. Moore. You know, and it's, folks, we're just like you. We've watched the Bears embarrass themselves on on Monday night, Thursday night, you know, every other day of of the week. And other teams have quarterback receiver combinations where they go for 150 200 yards and everybody oh that's the greatest thing and and we're like oh well you know we we don't know anything about finally finally we now have like a, a semblance of of what other teams have enjoyed for years and years and years utilizing a tight end in the middle game Danny is that not correct using the title the tight end and that opens up the outside route. Absolutely. And you know what? It, 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 you know, Komet was so efficient. Five targets, five catches. And again, you know, when everybody starts kind of trying to think about focusing on him, safeties come up. DJ Moore you go. behind him. The only, as good as, as, as Justin Fields was tonight. Think about this. There were two plays. The first play of the game, he, he uh, missed. On Mooney on the streak, just overthrew him by maybe a foot. And then a few plays later, on an over route, he missed on that throw to Mooney. Mooney didn't get a catch tonight. But still, how great of a night would it have been if he had a little bit better accuracy on those two throws? And strangely enough, uh, you know, the, the, the problem started last year, right after that game against the Commanders. It was a Thursday night. And then they went Monday night. They had 11 days in between those games. And they went to New England and got that victory. They avenged the loss to the uh, Commanders here tonight, 40-20. to That was the final here today as the Bears get their first win. They snapped that 14-game losing streak. And they didn't give up 25 points today. They gave up 20. And, and, and folks, they, they, I got to tell you, you, gotta, you just kind of have to you know, give the old clap to Iberflus. We had so many injuries in the secondary, I don't know how they were able to finish the game. Some of the kids, I didn't even know who they were. Yeah. But like tonight, Strowman makes a great interception. Who is he? You know, we have, who's this dude? But time after time, when he could have said, "Look, we've got all these injuries. We, you know, we don't even know where to line up or who to cover who. Maybe we better play a soft zone." He kept cranking it up, OB. He was sending Edmonds. He was sending Edwards. He was sending the corner. There was a beautiful sack on that corner blitz in the third quarter. And, you know, just when the commanders were trying to get back in rhythm and here they come and, oh, my gosh, we're we're not going to be able to hold on. And boom, that sack basically just kind of froze that commander offense, and they really didn't do much more after Danny, that. Danny, and even the way they camouflaged the blitzes, you know, the, the way they camouflage it with the linebackers, the strong safety or weak safety coming up, going, jumping back and forth and doing that, that was so great to see tonight, folks. It truly was. It, they, they, they put a hell of a game plan together today for the first time, and I couldn't tell you what year. What year? Even close, and I'm talking about a lot of coaches. But then again, I think fear drove this coaching <laughs> staff because Danny – Maybe, just maybe, they knew somehow, some way, and I'm talking about Eberflus and Getze, that if they don't win this game or they don't change their tactics, they were going to be kicked out of this town this week if they did not win. And I believe that, Dan. Let's hope they I believe it. Let's, let's hope they don't revert back to the nonsense we saw in the first three weeks of the season. Well, and the other thing is, thank God we were playing Washington also. 
Well, they were bad on defense, weren't they? Yeah. Let's get out to the phones here real quick. Let's get to a call before we got to get to our top of the hour news break. We'll start with Charles in Chicago. You are on with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Charles. Hey, good evening, fellas. Uh, just first and foremost, uh, just want uh, aside from the game, I just want to pay my respect to the man, the myth, the legend, uh, and of course, Ed, your former uh, teammate, and uh, well revered not just for the Bears but the NFL. Lost a big, great one. Uh, of course, uh, Dick Buck has said here about his loss. Uh, just such an icon on and off the field. I just wanted to say real quickly, uh, my memories I'll have of Dick Buck is, of course, I wasn't born when he was playing, but you see a lot of film on who he represented, like with the integrity, the toughness, the discipline to play this game. Not only that, though, but stuff that sticks in my mind uh, when you think about a guy like Buckus, too, and especially in today's generation with athletes who are trying to play sports. He was trying to help keep the game clean as far as, like, athleticism, trying like stay, like, drug-free as best he could. I mean, that's one that like I think... Clean you know, was his mantra. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, you just can't help but just, like, uh, tip your cap to a guy like that who really went out of his way to touch a lot of people right there. And lastly, too, though, um, I, I, I know I called in about a year ago. I'm a Steelers fan, and like I know I'm from Chicago. It's just my favorite team. But I will still always respect the Bears, but one of the best ways I could honor a guy like Dick Buckus, because one of the names you think of when you think of the greatest middle linebackers of all time, of course you think of like Jack Lambert, arguably with Ray Lewis, but uh, I would say this real quick in closing. This being the last thing before I go. Uh, I said this to a friend of mine. If I had to choose between a guy like between those three guys I mentioned, I would choose Dick Buckus and simply reason why the body work. Of course, those guys won the win championships, defense player of the years. But you look at a guy like Dick Buckus and your teams, he just missed out on a championship under George House. He came in two years after that. Uh, it's just, just for the simple fact that his teams did not make the playoffs for a championship team was just playing highway robbery along with him, Gil Sears. That, that's about it. But, guys, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, great win tonight. And, like I said, rest in peace, uh, pe- rest in peace to take focus, uh, family and the Bears organization. God. Down and goal. Ready to go. Fields again over the middle. Caught. Komet. Touchdown. Cole Komet. Third in two weeks. And the Commanders fans are going, what is going on? That's the great Al Michaels on Amazon Prime. I'll tell you what the heck was going on. Bears got themselves a win, 40-20 to over the Washington Commanders. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealer, ChevyDriveChicago.com. Lots of good things in this one. and uh, Absolutely. You know, when your defense forces two turnovers, gets to the quarterback and sacks the quarterback five times, chances are you're going to have a pretty favorable outcome. Again, it was all a derivative of a new aggressive attitude in the game plan and and the way they attacked the opponent. I you know again that's exactly correct, Dan. Yeah, that, and you folks, you listen, Dan. I told you, Dan's telling you that's what happened, folks. They totally dumped whatever it is that's been going on here for over a year, and they finally, finally went after people. And, you know, like a cornered rat, they reared up and and fought back. You know, it's been a brutal couple of weeks with the Justin Fields, you know, nonsense about questioning the coach, and then the Claypool drama, Allen Williams getting summarily run off, the defensive coordinator resigning, and then blowing a 17-point lead at home. I mean, finally, finally, this desperation – this is a this is a mode they need not forget. They need to find this gear sometime in the near future. Danny, I was watching all this past week. Eberflus being interviewed, and I'm going to take and I said and I, I I told Ann, and I said, watch him. I said he is speaking. He's scared. <laughs> I said what I read from him. The, uh, the way he was giving answers. To, but I saw the look on his face, and he looked like he was scared to death. He was trying to be aggressive talking, but I could see that he was scared to death. And, 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 I, and I'll tell you again here. I think somebody got to him and told him, Hey, pal, you come out with this again. You and your staff, you, sir, will be gone. 
We will name somebody head coach, but you will be gone because we're not going to go over five and be the laughing stock of the National Football League for another year. You've set enough records in the wrong way, and I truly believe that, Dan. Somebody either hinted to him or somebody told him, grabbed him on the side somehow, some way. Hey, pal, you better change it up. You better win this football game. If not, you're not going to be here. We're smelling fear. All right, let's get Dan, to the phone. I'm not saying the whole coach. I'm saying he's <laughs> him, gone. Yeah. He's gone, and they'd name somebody to be a head coach. Do I think that happened? Yes, I do. Do I know? No, I don't. It would be the first time in Bears history that a coach was let go during the season. Well, there's the first time. We never time lost 14 in a row. Yeah, either. that's a good point. Back to the phones we go. 312 981 7200 out in Joliet. Here is Josh. You're up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Josh. Um, I just had a quick question for OB. OB, um, what do they do to fix the offensive line? Because I don't see any protection for Justin Fields. What what can they do right now is what they do they did they came with play action and you've got to use play action strong or weak strong side or weak side and what do I mean by that cuz when you go with play action what happens is your offensive line is in an aggressive stance at the line they're not sitting back on their haunches like it's third and eight and you know what everybody on the planet knows it's going to be a pass but when it's play action they're lined up forward in an aggressive stance, and they fire out and attack the defensive lineman or linebacker that's coming at the line. They engage him at the line of scrimmage, and then they drop back. Or they take him and they ride him. But it's an aggressive play. 312-981-7200. Interesting about that offensive line tonight. It seemed like there was a, a shuttle system going on there because – Tevin Jenkins was in for a little bit, then Ty Carter was in, and then it was kind of uh, well, – and Lucas Patrick went out. We well, know that, right? What happened was Cody uh, Whitehair started at left guard. Of course, Braxton uh, has been out, so uh, Larry Borum was at left tackle. Lucas Patrick got a concussion. He's out. They have to put Tevin Jenkins in at right guard. Whitehair goes to center. It was a little bit out of practice. We saw a bunch of bad snaps. Thankfully, Fields is such a good athlete, he was able to corral the, those two high ones. But think about that. So you've got a backup left tackle, a backup guard, and a backup center, and Nate Davis, who had only started three games, and a rookie uh, right tackle. And it... it for whatever reason, the combination of the play action and just they were low, they were aggressive, they were knocking that defensive line off the ball. I'm telling you, it's the best offensive line play we have seen. We'll see it in the grades when they come out in, in a couple of days. Mark this down. Dan, All it, five of them will, or, or seven of them, because yeah. a couple of them got hurt and had to leave. I'll take it a step further. I couldn't tell you the last year. Yep where we had aggressive line play. I, I mean, the last year, we've been so lousy year after year after year, and we've been screaming the same things, and finally, finally, today, they came out and they were aggressive. Well, just like that caller. Obviously, you know, the book's out on them. Everybody knows they're, they're, they're a leak like a sieve. But finally, they turned it around, and, and they're – the, the, the sum total of those five guys, a lot of backups and a rookie, the best performance I have seen in a year and a half. 312-981-7200, the number. We're going to take a quick break here. Hampton will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chevy dealers, Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game. Uh, Ron Rivera's communicated with him pretty openly, so you're right. Greg. Different energy. Intercepting it on the pass right over the middle. Oh, look out! Sack. Big play. Strowman, who had the interception that led to a touchdown at the end of the first half and started his career with Washington. Huge sack. Courtesy of Amazon Prime and Al Michaels. Dan Hampton's defensive player of the game, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers and the Chevy Silverado, official truck partner of the Chicago Bears. Of course, Greg Stroman, who had a big impact on tonight's ball game. A, guy, a journeyman kind of guy that has been forced into action with all the injuries that have beset the secondary for the Chicago Bears. At number 32, uh, Terrell Smith. 
I think he's a fifth or sixth round draft pick. He's a rookie uh, from the University of Minnesota. He stripped the ball and recovered it, and then made a number of other contested plays that that you know it, it gives you hope. It gives you hope, and it was a walking wounded, folks. I'm telling you, some. I mean, at at one point in the third or fourth quarter, all four positions in the secondary were, were backups. And, and you know, and, and that's including the fact that Tyreek Stevenson is is you know starting as a rookie, but he had to leave the game. So I mean, it was it, they did an amazing job of taping this thing together. Danny, if they don't come out with, with just what you're talking about, the injuries and all the replacements that came in, if we did not come out on both sides of the ball with an aggressive game plan, we'd have got killed tonight. If we were playing like the way we've been playing, with all those backups in there, we get run out of town. And I'll tell you this: I'm watching the the commander players. I'm watching the 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 the, the line play. Those guys, they, it was like they didn't expect to have to break a sweat tonight. They were standing up, kind of mush rushing. They went that was, that was no fire breathing dragon. We were watching they, those guys. They, they didn't know what hit them. Thankfully, you know, the Bears were the aggressor in the fight. Hopefully they've learned a lesson. Well, they better because we've got some aggressive teams that were coming up uh, up here pretty soon in the next few weeks. So Ten days, we got the Vikings. Let's, 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 let's see what they do. 312-981-7200. Bears win at 40-20 to over the Commanders. Let's head out to uh, Wisconsin and say hi to Bob. Bob, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Gentlemen, always a privilege and an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Unfortunately, it's a sad day. Yes. I tell you, we're going to miss 51. He was the definition of purpose in the whole entire football league. Well said. He defined the position. Well said. As you do, Obi and Hamp. You guys did, too. There's something about that burning desire in your heart that creates not only opportunity, but its own talent as well. Well, thank you. I think you guys scared the crap out of the coaches of Chicago last week. And I called last week with Owen 14, hadn't talked to you guys in 10, 15 years. And I tell you, it's a pleasure to call tonight we got a victory. Now we got to let that kid loose and let him do what he's meant to do. Run like a stallion. That's that's that is one thing, but I'd rather have him pass like a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron <laughs> Rodgers before he runs like a stallion. Okay, Bob. I want him throwing that football. That's how you move it down the field. That's how you win football games in this league today. Thanks, Bob, for the call. We appreciate that. Back out we go to, let's go to Burr Ridge and say hi to James. James, you're up with Happen OB. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. How are you? First of all, I want to say, you know, kind of like the last caller, I mean, obviously all us Bear fans, our hearts are definitely with Buckus, and you know, I have the pleasure of meeting him a few times, and you know, I know you guys were probably close. It's probably not easy for you guys to, to do the post game today, and you know, I'm sure you got emotions going through your, and but you're yet yeah, you're kind of forced to just kind of carry on and do your jobs, and and I just want to commend you for that. Well, thank you, James. Thank you, sir. And then so, yeah. And then here's my question. So, you know, when the Bears started the season out, I was excited when Fields took the the field. Um, you know, opening day because to me he looked like really calm, and I'm thinking it's his third year, and maybe he finally figured it out. The butterflies are gone. Looking back, I, I think that it was actually I misunderstood what I was seeing. He, he was probably scared, you know, and he ended up basically telling the media that he's being overcoached and they're making him think too much. And obviously the coaching staff didn't react the same way to his criticism that they did to Claypool because they, don't have, they didn't have a choice. So my question is, is it possible that the coaching staff kind of reacted to that and kind of took a step back and kind of made this kid feel more comfortable and, and just kind of do what you're good at doing and feel and made them just feel more comfortable out there and you think that had anything to do with this recent success. James what make what you what you do with him to make him comfortable is get him the hell out of the pocket. The kid likes to run. He does. He likes to run. 
So you you bootleg, you go play action. I mean, you do it all day. If you go back, folks, I know Aaron Rodgers drops back and he throws the bombs, but you go back and you see how many times, year after year, game after game after game, how many play action plays the Green Bay Packers run, that he runs to the strong and to the weak side. It's amazing. Check it out. You know, the one thing that I think, I, I kind of think, obviously, when Justin's, you know, inadvertent slip saying, well, uh, you know, I, the coaches aren't, you know, treating me or handling me the right way. I don't know. Was it a, a come to Jesus moment for both of them? You know, it, it created a, a, a hubbub and everybody, oh, wow, wow. I, 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 I personally, I liked it. And and you know what? If if the coach is competent, then he's not going to let it affect him because he has confidence, supreme confidence, <clears throat> in what he thinks he's able to to you know produce. How he can, but but Luke gets he hasn't produced anything. So I think it did. It struck a note. It, it struck a chord, maybe in both of of them, and they realized, hey, maybe you know. Okay, here's case in point. Instead of all that jackass fourth and one crap with the tight end and mob, what did we see tonight? Huh? What did we see tonight? They get it uh, on the line of scrimmage, and they get the you know the, the tight end and the back behind them, and they they take the snap, and then they kind of like the you know the the what what do they call it the brotherly shove. You know where Jalen Hurts was like twenty nine of thirty on short yardage plays. Wait, it's a copycat league. Do what works, you know. And did we see us going on fourth and one from the shotgun tonight? No, they learned by admitting their mistakes. I think they did the same thing with Justin, and they realized trying to force him to stay in the pocket, make all these you know idiotic reads that aren't working. He's not processing it. They they simplified it, but more importantly. They allowed the the play action and the throwing on first and second down and being unpredictable. The last two weeks, he's thrown for almost three hundred over three hundred last week, two eighty something this week. It has worked in spades. And at, at some point, you know, maybe they're going to say, "Hey, you know, who was right? Who was wrong?" Right now, I think Justin questioning them has produced better results. Dan, I I would say. What has happened, which I said roughly about a half hour ago or you so. You said shut your trap. <laughs> <laughs> what I think happened over at the camp, okay, Hallis Hall, somebody pulled him in and somebody higher up, and, and not certainly not a coach, but somebody up somewhere told him, this is what I want to see and this has to happen. And if you don't, the decision will be yours. But if this goes the wrong way, you are out of here. Now, do I think that that happened? Yes, I think it did happen. I mean, is it possible it could have happened? Yes, it's possible it could have happened. Because you just don't change gears automatically like that. And when I say it again, when I saw him being interviewed all week, he had a scared look on his face when he was given the answers he was given. Somebody grabbed him and told him, pal, you better change offensively and defensively, and if you lose, you're out of here. 40, I truly believe that happened. 40-20, to 20, the final, as the Bears beat the Commanders. Results! Yeah, and that 14-game losing streak. Why not? More of Happen OB coming your way here in just a moment. Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Pass is pulled in by Moore. Gets free. Washington gambles and lose the game. Courtesy of Amazon Prime, Bears win it 40-20. to Happen OB sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. And guys, guess what? We have a winner in our second city prime steak and seafood. Raising the stakes. If the Bears win, you win. It rolled over to 500 bucks. And congratulations to Bill Westfall for taking home the prize of 500 bucks. Second city prime steak and seafood. 
Order today at secondcityprime.com. So let's go back to 100 bucks. $500 worth of steak. Well, let's wow. ask Bill. Are you going to share a little bit with that? I, yeah. I think we need to have a pregame tailgate like on uh, uh, next Sunday, right? Yeah, share <laughs> a little of the, uh, okay, uh, the Greg, flank I'll steak. tell you what. Bill, wait till you eat this, their food. Oh, I'll so tell you good. what. I told you I had two of their hamburgers, Ann and I. I'm telling you what. I, you talk about a hamburger being delicious. This was it. 312-981-7200. That is our phone number. We're going to go out to the phones again. Let's go to Riverside and welcome in Carl. Carl, you are on with Happen OB. Go right ahead. Yeah, gentlemen, you're making me ham- uh, hungry talking <laughs> about all those hamburgers. Um, however, uh, in my humble opinion, I think they should have been 3-2 and two, or at the, very least, at the very least 2 and 3. What do you think, Happen OB, what do you think took them so long to get motivated to win tonight? What do I think? I think the fear of God was put in this coaching staff. Because if you go, just go back to last year. Game after game after game after game. They wouldn't change. They wouldn't change. They go into, uh, Kyle, they go into training camp this year. And what did they do? And Dan, you, I, I know you'll back me up on this. And, uh, Kyle, they did nothing. They go into exhibition season. And the reason why you play... Excuse me, the three exhibition games or put your starters in for a quarter or whatever is to get ready for the 23 season of 17 games. Well, they didn't do that. They did nothing. And if you watch the first four games that we played, they were pathetic. Carl, they were not ready to play football. I mean, I, I, anybody could see that. On both sides of the ball, they were not ready. And what I think happened here, after all of last year, going into training camp, exhibition season, and getting embarrassed beyond embarrassment the first four games, somebody brought him out. Somebody brought him in, sat him down, and rode the riot act to him. That's what I believe happened. They said, either you get this, we start getting aggressive, we start throwing a football, you start moving that kid out of the pocket on both sides of the ball. If you don't, you're not going to be here. And I think that's what happened. Again, all last year, the first four games this year, it was pathetic. They were not ready to play. They were ready to play today. And the only reason I'll say it again is somebody put the fear of God in Eberflus. That's what I believe happened. There's no question there was a sense of urgency that was evident tonight from the opening kickoff. You bet there was. And 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 I I I fully believe it. But we've always said the two biggest motivating factors for professional athletes is money and fear. The fear of losing your job, the fear of being embarrassed. But well, finally, finally, after zero and four, fourteen in a row of losing, the, the you know it was it was they couldn't hide from it. It was everywhere, it was omnipresent on the newspaper uh, across the league. All stories about what a crock was brewing in Chicago. Finally, they had that sense of urgency that was required. That's. Again, I'll say it again, Danny. Nobody prompted me to say this. I thought about it and thought about it and thought about it. Thought about it. I'm telling you, all last year, going into this year, it was the same damn thing, and somebody had to put a stop to that scenario. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm not a gambling man. I'm not a better. But I would lay a lot of money on that somebody who has the power up at Hallis Hall pulled him in, and read him the riot act, and you either do it or you get the hell out of here. That's what I think truly happened, and that's why you saw the change. That's why we were aggressive. That's why we attacked downfield. That's why we utilized the whole field, strong side and weak side. That's why we went to play action. That's why we blitzed. That's why we did line tricks, and we were aggressive for four quarters because somebody grabbed Ibraflos, sat him down, and read him the riot act. Hey, that's again what I truly believe, guys. I got to tell you, you know, and I and I told you. I, I mean, I like Eberflus. I like Getzey. I, I I played around the golf. I, I like it, but but 
hey, this is business. This is pro football. And they were very overly confident, almost borderline arrogant about they are ready. They're, you know, we're, we're ready to set. Let's go. Guess what? They did not prepare. It's that simple. Hey, Carl, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Since you were, we're making you hungry, we're going to get you a $50 gift card to our friends from nice. Second City Prime Steak and Seafood. You can order today at secondcityprime.com because that's just get the kind of, hamburgers. That's the I'm kind t- of people we are. They you get know? the hamburgers. We're just in a good mood. The Bears win, and that's, uh, we're, we're in a getting mood right now. 312 981 7200. Let's head back out to the uh, phones and let's go out to uh, Cindy in Crystal Lake. Cindy, you're on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Hi, guys. I wanted to express my sympathies on the passing of Dick Butkus. And I've been a Bears fan all my life. But I have to tell you, I have two brothers. And every time I would hear Butkus, I knew I was going to be ending up on the ground. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, everything you heard about Dick Butkus, and I and, and I know what has been said about him, and everything is true. You talk about somebody that exemplified monster of the midway. I got a guy sitting right to the right of me, the Hall of Famer, <coughs> excuse me, Dan Hampton. But I tell you what, the monsters of the midway, nobody exemplified it. And I think if, if anybody was to wear that jacket, that would be Dick Butkus. He was a great individual. You know, yeah. He was a great husband, a great father, a, 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 and and a great friend. He were we were teammates and we were roommates with the Chicago Bears. I'll miss him very very much. He was one hell of a man. One hell of a man. Cindy, thank you so much for your call. We certainly appreciate that. You know, and Obi would call me and say. Yeah, Dick called me the other day. <laughs> yeah, I said, hello. And he started talking about 45 minutes later. He said, all right, I'll let you go, Obi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dick, Dick he, he would call me. And, and, and uh, yeah, hey, Ed, it's Dick. Yeah, hey, Dick, how you doing? And then he would talk for about 45 minutes, you know, ripping the whoever and whatever and everything we go on. And then he'd say to me, Okay, Ed, I gotta go, and and then I would say, "Oh, that's great, Dick. It was nice talking to you. I'll see you later." And then he tells me after forty five minutes, "Okay, I gotta go." Well, it was nice talking to you, Dick. Oh, those oh, are great stories here. I love hearing those stories. Oh, he's the best. We'll certainly miss Dick Butkus. And again, if you didn't hear the news, uh, he passed away this morning. There was only one at the age of eighty. Uh, family saying he died peacefully in his sleep, which is. Good to, if you're going to go. I mean, that's uh, that's how you want to do it, right? Yeah. At uh, in his home in Malibu. When I remember when we're playing with the Bears, you know, we're, we we at the home games at Wrigley Field, and and Dick was going to University of Illinois, and he would come to the games on Sunday. You know, they played Saturday. He would come down, and I was just what I've been thinking about. And I was telling Danny, he'd come down to the wall. I don't know where the hell he was sitting in the stadium, <laughs> but he'd come down to the wall. His scholars. Dad, 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 OB, yo. And I'd, he'd be screaming. I'd turn around. I'd look, and there he is. And I'd go over to the sidelines and, and up by the wall, and we'd sit and we'd talk. And he, he did that several times, and uh, he was uh, he was one of a kind. There's no question about it. I don't know of anybody that was more dedicated to the game of football, dedicated to uh, how the game is played, and and – He's really going to be missed. He's going to be missed by all, and mostly by Helen, his wife. And he and Helen met in grade school, folks. That's when they started dating in grade school. They, Dick went to CVS. They dated all through high school, or they went to Illinois, and they got married when he was going to Illinois, and they've been married ever since. And I know Helen... I mean, God love her. She's just a great lady. But boy, to go all you're spending your whole life, your whole life. I don't know when you're in grade school. What are you like, ten, eleven, or twelve when they started dating, something like that? And it spent all those years with the same woman. That's unbelievable. Mm. Who would do that, Dick Butkus? Mm. 
right, we're going to take a quick time out, come back and get to more of your phone calls, more memories of Dick Buckus as well as we take you to 1230 here tonight on our post-game show. The Bears a winner, 40-20 to 20 tonight. I've got a great, great story about Dick. After the calls, we'll, we'll, we'll share some of these. All right, sounds excellent. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. So I remember sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden, I think it was Dent or Hampton forced a fumble, and you're screaming, get the ball, get the ball. That's what every fan is screaming. They don't want textbook broadcasters. Don't you agree? Yeah, I agree. You know, I was I was sort of a homer, but, you know, if I saw something that we weren't doing right, I'd also say that. I don't see anything wrong with that. You know, you got if you're not excited about it, geez, I don't know. It's just like old-time radio, man. you got to get into it, and then they'll get into it. The great Dick Butkus, uh, he was joined at that point by our former colleague David Kaplan. Happen to be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. 40-20, to 20, the Bears get a win tonight over the Washington Commanders. We've been talking a lot about that game. We've also been talking about our our memories of, of Dick Butkus, and uh, we were talking in the uh, during the break about the greatest compliments these fans can be giving is you don't Dick didn't even realize who appreciated him as much. And these, these people had never met him at uh, tribute to a, a life very well lived. Back out to the phones, 312-981-7200 to Sam in Chicago. You are up with Hampton OB. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, uh, first of all, God rest 51. Um, great person, great player. And uh, to you gentlemen also, watched you both play, started going to Bears games in 63 at Wrigley. Uh, if this was touched on earlier, uh, and the TV made a lot of mention about uh, the, the safeties and the secondary and stuff. And uh, granted, the defensive lines brought a lot more pressure the last couple of games, and that helps out the secondary. But um, I would just as soon see them keep Jackson and Johnson off the field when they get off the injured list. So thanks much for doing the late night, and love you guys. Thanks, Sam. Appreciate the call. Thanks a lot. You know, I I, I will tell you, uh, I made some comments about Eddie Jackson's play after the opener, and I stand by him. I went back and watched the film. It was was embarrassing. Uh, You know, this is a guy making a ton of money. $17 million, folks. I'm sorry. And, And that's the type of of play that he thought was acceptable. Um, Jalen Johnson, I think, is another uh, another situation. Jalen Johnson, think about this, folks. He has he he's a second round pick. He's into his what third year, third year, and he has not been extended. And the only player we have extended the last ten years that's actually mounted to anything is Cole Komet, who is actually having a pretty good year. Ob, but. Back to Jalen. Jalen Johnson has has shown spurts of being more than competent. Is he a pro bowler? Maybe not. Maybe not. But he's pretty good. Pretty good. And he's he's pretty physical. But he's not as good as he as he thinks he is. And he needs to to somehow do a little soul searching himself and find that next gear. But. You know, I, will he? He'll get his spot back when he comes off of, uh, you know, the injury list. But again, Eddie, Eddie Eddie Jackson, Elijah Hicks blew that coverage in the end zone. Ob, it's uh, inexcusable. But at some point, I like what he does. He he fights. He he scratches. He uh, he you know he doesn't miss the tackles that Eddie or oh, avoid tackles. That's the, that was the thing that drove me crazy about Eddie Jackson. You know, as a safety, you're the enforcer. You're the hammer. You get a chance to light people up. Danny, he and took he too many it. plays off. We, I know damn well what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen it myself. He's actually loaf chasing guys that are actually loafing. I mean, my God, like. It's not, you're not going to see that on film. So sometimes things are what they are. Yes, and you know what? This hits principle, hustle and all that nonsense. Hey, you, you allow a player to play like that and you don't correct him or hold him accountable, then that whole thing becomes a mockery. That's so, what happened here. Yep. Again, yep. that's what happened this past. Somebody, somebody brought Eberflus. I'll say it again. I, I I totally and completely do I know? No, I don't know. But I would I totally believe that that's what happened. Because you're not going to see from A to Z in one week when you go a whole last year and you go on the training camp and everything in four games and we've done nothing but lose. 
and pathetic about it. And then in one week, we come out and we're going with play action. We're coming to fire out blocking. We're utilizing the whole field in the passing game, throwing the ball over 20 yards. My, my, what could possibly happen? And defensively, our defensive line came, uh, uh, defensive line came alive. And why? We were sending blitzes, free safety, strong safety with blitzes and, 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 and line play. Folks, we haven't seen this. 40 to 20 was the Bears over the Washington Commanders. We're going to take a timeout for the news and to come back, we got another half hour with you. We'll be here till 1230. 312-981-7200 is our phone number. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Put a Chevy Silverado in your toolbox. I'm telling you, that's what happened. <laughs> You're going to stick to the, I, 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 I believe right. you. I believe you. It's a great, great gift that I was able to be a part in some small way of the Chicago Bear history. But as great as he was, he longed to be a champion, to win. Nobody cared more about winning and being a part of a great championship team than Dick Buckus. Lost a legend today. As Dick Buck has passed away at the age of 80 in his home in Malibu, and guys are remembering him, and fans are remembering him as well. Happen will be sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com. Bears win at 40-20, to the final, and a lot of the Bears players are actually tweeting tonight about Dick. Uh, DJ Moore said that he felt like there was somebody watching over them tonight in their 40-20 to win. Good to see that the, the officials picked up yeah, three flags That's another tonight. one. Maybe that was Dick that's telling a, them to pick them up. Pick that flag up. <laughs> 312-981-7200. Back on the phones to meet in Orland Park. You're up with Happen OB. Go right ahead. Yeah, hey, guys. Uh, nice to talk to you. Uh, long-time listener, and uh, um, I enjoy your guys' show. And uh, I just wanted to say that, yeah, the Bears had a good game. And, yeah, they. I think they got quite lucky today in terms of the guy, Washington's defense was really porous in the secondary, and they didn't really – do much and they kept it was like they were gambling on plays which allowed dj Moore to do really well in the plays otherwise if they played back maybe it wouldn't be as good and i i think the defense needs to still has has a lot of steps to improve if they want to get more wins um otherwise otherwise it's going to be a long season and and as as ob says in the in 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 the past, that like the ball bounced our way today in many many facets. So like that's just uh, something I noticed today. You know. Yep. So. Thanks, Amy. We appreciate the call. You know, and, and, and obviously, Ob and I would look at each other. The three instances where the corners trying to make a play on the ball with, and DJ snags it and takes off. Oh I mean, my God. You know, hey, we're talking about Eberflus, you know, feeling heat. Ron Rivera, after that, after what we saw, I mean, I think what he's been there six, seven, eight years. They hadn't won nothing. I don't know. He may be getting getting the uh, the old tune up this week himself. Danny, they're a young quarterback. My God, this kid was a day late and a dollar short on every pass play. I mean that's why I mean he 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 took he that ball should have been released when just before some people break in the different pass patterns and he never saw it he would hold on to the ball and then when he let go I mean they they were all over there uh, uh you know the, the the pass catcher yep they were all over him and on the one that Stroman intercepted you know I mean obviously he was a second second and a half late getting the ball out great hey, good for us uh, if he, that, if, yeah, he just, it resulted in, uh, I think, uh, one of the top three plays of the game. The kid, either he, he, he didn't understand or he just couldn't make decisions. And I'll tell you what, and that went on for four quarters. I don't know why somebody like him, they kept dropping him back, dropping him back. They should have moved him out of the pocket. And Because I tell you what, the guy, it's a, he took a day and a half to complete yeah. a play. Well, I don't care because that's yeah. that's their problem now. You know, it's interesting you talk about Ron Rivera, uh, Magic Johnson, one of the new owners of the Commanders franchise. I just glanced at a tweet that he had tonight, 
saying that the the team came out with no fire and uh, they were down early. And it, 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 those are the kind of things, the new ownership coming in here, you know, you've got to look as a coach and think, hey, well, I'm not their guy. Well, so I'll tell we'll you what, what I, I don't know if he's the guy. You know, uh, uh, Ron Rivera. You, you, I don't. You could. I don't think you can find a finer gentleman no, definitely. on this planet. And and from what I saw, I mean that that team again, Danny. You, you talk about teams that are not poorly coached. I mean, are poorly coached. That's what they showed me today. That's what they showed me offensively. My God, you got a quarterback holding on to the ball all day long and getting knocked all over the place. Throwing interceptions, etc. That's not acceptable, Danny. No, it's not. Let's get to our uh, Miller, uh, excuse me, the Muller Auto Group game changing moment, which is sponsored by the Muller family of dealerships in Hoffman Estates, Gurney, Highland Park, and Merrillville. And after some discussion here in the studio, we're going to go with the Greg Stroman sack. It was a big sack at that time. It was. It's in the third quarter. Uh, the Commanders were making a, a valiant effort to come back and. Uh, I think uh, I, I can't remember exactly what m- minute of the quarter it was, but uh, it was uh, what, on a second down. It was a first and ten, and first they were at 10? the Bears twenty-one. Right at the twenty-one, they 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 basically have worked the ball right down, and they had scored on the prior drive. Now they're doing it again, and that essentially put them in a you know second long. They never recovered. They kicked a field goal and kind of stymied that that comeback that uh, they were trying to gin up on us. Well, you know what? We've got what? About a good, is it 10 days before we play again? And we go, is it is that at Minnesota? That's a home here? game. It's a home game. It, here, it's a home Minnesota. We have no, it's Minnesota here. It's here. So thrilled, yep. Well, hopefully this game, you know, uh, made a big difference uh, with everybody, coaches, players alike, et cetera. And hopefully uh, in about 10 days or so, they can light it up again. You know, the template of what they were doing on offense last week, you know, I think had a big effect on what we were trying to do tonight and how effective it was. And, you know, I've said this all the time. The only way you get confidence is you do things successfully over and over and over again. You know, preparation creates confidence. Well, we didn't prepare in the preseason. We didn't prepare for the first, second, or third game. But somehow, some way, we are getting in a position now where we're better prepared, but we have confidence. And you can tell it by the way our quarterback's playing. Danny, there's you know what? That coaching staff, they, they cannot deny that, what you just said and what I've been saying about this team being prepared. I mean, if you, you want to talk about what giant mistake, my God, how could you not have this team ready to play? Again, it's not all kinds of games. There's only 17 of them. And again, and again, you know, you've got an exhibition season to play some of these guys to get some some timing down in your passing game. You know, check out your blitzes, et cetera, on defense. That's when you do it. Not when the league starts. Season's over with by then. I know you had uh, special relationships both on and off the field with uh, with good old number 51. I, I'm not quite sure in the history of football, let alone the Chicago Bears, who basically is the history of football, there's been some phenomenal names and some phenomenal people that have played this game. And I can assure you, he played his heart out, played his guts out. If anybody exemplified what the National Football League is... It's Dick Butkus, number 51. Earlier today on our pregame show, great words there from the legend Ed Obradovich on his friend Dick Butkus, who passed away at the age of 80. Hampton OB, sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDrivesChicago.com. Never had a better teammate, never had a better roommate. We were teammates and roommates. Bears win at 40-20 to 20 here this evening over the Washington Commanders. Let's get to a couple more calls here real quick, and then we'll uh, have some final thoughts before we wrap things up here at 1230. Let's go out to uh, taxi driver Bob out in Glencoe. You are on with Happen OB. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I heard um, after, after the game they were celebrating and uh, really whooping it up in, in, the, uh, in the locker room and, and McCaskey came down there, and he was dancing, and 
What did what did they sing? Kumbaya and, and hold hands. I mean, for God's sakes, it's one game. Uh, I mean, you know, it's good to be happy that you won one game, but that's just one game. You got a, you got a lot of football left to play this year. There's not too much to get. It's a it was a good game. You have to be excited that you won one game, but play like you've been, you know, like you've won a game before. For God's sakes, a lot of the players they seem to just celebrate way too much about stuff, and I don't think that the eighty-five beers would be uh, going crazy after they won one game <laughs> or in in uh, in OB's days. Uh, players that would never that. happen. But, you know, we appreciate your Thanks, call, Bob. Bob. Uh, be safe out there. Look, you know, on so many different levels, this last three weeks have been pretty tumultuous. And it, it, this win kind of gives a little bit of validation to McKeskey making decisions, Ryan Poles making decisions, Eberflus decisions and coaches and blah. So uh, on so many different levels, we haven't had this in almost a calendar year. So I don't have a problem with them kind of whooping it up a little bit, but but just like we said at the top of the show, why the hell did it take so long for them to get this sense of urgency and realize this game is predicated on the aggressor. Whoever wants it more wins about 90% of the games. Fear. And, and tonight, we finally saw it where we were the aggressor. Fear. 312-981-7200. Let's go out to uh, Stanley in Wheaton. Stanley, you're up with Hampton OB. Go right ahead. Hey, guys. Uh, I, I just I cannot get enough love of, of just listening to both of you. And OB, I got to tell you this. Last week, I told my kid, and he's 36 years old, my middle son. I said, let me tell you. Let me tell you what's going to happen next week. I said, next week, we're either going to win that game or if we lose it. And if we lose it, we're not losing six with the same coach. I said, something's going to happen. For sure, something's going to happen. I said, Bears ain't going to look like this. And sure enough, I'm coming home from my kid's house tonight, and I turned G in on the car. And what did you say, OB? Some oh, we lost Stanley there, but I think he was agreeing with the fact that you said there was fear that motivated. I, I I totally and completely believe that somebody sat him down, and I'm just talking about not his score. Sat him down because again, that's how I read him, Ibrufus, all week. I heard him talking, saying things, but I was just the look on his face is that somebody sat him down, and that's going back for last year and training camp and starting out again this year. And somebody sat him down and told him, hey, pal, you better do something or you're gone. You're gone. You are gone if you don't do something. A a win is a great deodorant. You bet it is. For a few days (laughs) – you know, the ill winds that have blown through Hellas Hall will subside. Did I hear him yeah. say McCaskey came down and he was dancing yeah. in the yeah. locker room? Yeah. Are you sure? Is that what he said? Yeah. That's what he said, yeah. yeah. Uh, <sighs> all right, gentlemen, time now for the uh, Curveball Whiskey Bonehead Play of the Game, sponsored by Curveball, the original barbecue whiskey. You can join the Bonehead Nation today at curveballwhiskey.com. Are we in agreement that... We can finally say something about the Bears tonight. Well, there were very, you know, I, I very few, if any, complaints. Let alone a bonehead play of the game. But you love that stuff, don't you? Ob, every night you have a shot of it. Uh, just about it. Just about every night I will sit and either sip it or flip it down. And I'll tell you what. Pretty good stuff, guys. Flip it down. I like that. Flip it down. That's pretty good. <laughs> One way or the other. Sip it or flip it. There you go. Before we get out of here. Yeah, I, go ahead, you know, By the way, I, should I maybe... I, that's a pretty good... Hey, should I sip it or flip it? <laughs> now, if they steal what I just yeah, said... I know. I'm going to say copyright Obradovich. <laughs> I just want to... Sip it or flip it. You know, I, I wasn't obviously... Curveball. It's close to uh, the great... Buckus, as as you were, Ob, but I got to tell you, he kind of you know shaped a lot of what the '85 team wanted to become. You guys were the goods, you know, the '63 World Champions, the monsters of the mid. We want to, and I'll never forget. 
he was I, one time I watched this this uh, footage of them interviewing Dick, and they were saying, "Well, everybody says you're the meanest man in football, and you're the most violent player. Uh, what do you What do you think about that?" He goes, "No, I don't believe that. I'm not. I'm not that guy they think I am. I'm not that violent. I'm not. I'm not that mean." He said, "I've." I've never intentionally ever hurt anybody unless it was something important like practice. <laughs> I busted out because that was Dick's, that was his, you know, his personality. He, he, he was, he was unbelievable. But I, I just want to say this. He, he had every accolade known to mankind, but. My dear friend is was Dick's car dealer. His name is Steve Thomas in Camarillo, California. And for 30, 40 years, we've all kind of, you know, golf tournaments. Then what? Steve told me that when Dick came to town about six or eight years ago, they had the statue at the University of Illinois mm-hmm. where they dedicated the statue there at the uh, stadium. Right. And Steve Thomas is a funny, funny, great guy. But he said Dick was so overwhelmed. Normally, you know, he he had something to say about everything. But he he was so overwhelmed that that of all the things he said, I, I've never seen him like that. And it it's it's fantastic. You know, the statues at Soldier Field of Walter and and George Hallis. That was long after they're gone. Least Dick got to be a part of the dedication ceremony at the University of Illinois. Absolutely, you know it's a nice thing that Illinois did that. But, but you know, I tell you one thing. You know, Dick was not a braggadocious guy. I mean, he didn't. No, he never would ever talk about himself. As a matter of fact, Dick is one of those people. He was a man of very few words. Truly was. And I'll tell you what. What did his talking for him was his actions. What his actions were on that football field, and 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 what I said earlier, you know, you talked at National Football League, the NFL, you know, who would exemplify it, what it stands for, what it is, and Dick Butkus checks all the points. He is what the NFL is, a champion, a true champion, and Richard, I know you're in heaven. God love you, my friend. God love you. Gentlemen, thanks so much for, for sharing the stories. I know it was a tough day for both of you guys that had gotten to know Dick very well, and uh, I'm sure our audience appreciates it. I know I do that uh, you were kind enough to share those memories with us. And, uh, again, we send our condolences out to the Butkus family as well from all of us here at the Hampton and OB Show. Absolutely, especially to Helen, his wife. Just just wonderful people. Bye, my, my. God bless Dick Buckus. All right, gentlemen. We will talk to you again a week from Sunday. That's October 15th. We will have an 11 a.m. pregame show for you as the Bears take on those Minnesota Vikings. Looking to make it two straight wins. Let's hope they keep the aggressiveness going. Amen. That was the key word for Dan and I both. That's I came up with it. He came up with it. What, 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 what was one word to describe it today, Andy? And it's aggressive. That's what they were. Absolutely. That changed the whole thing. All right, guys, we'll say goodnight to you. We'll see you again in about 10 days. Hampton OB has been sponsored by your local Chevy dealers at ChevyDriveChicago.com.